Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Alan Salzman. Before we get started, uh, thanks for joining us, out. Absolutely. Adam, thanks for having me. Let me tell everyone a little bit about Adam. Currently, he's the SharePoint Practice Manager at PCMS DataFit uh, in Tri-County area here in Cincinnati. He's also the organizer or co-organizer of the Tri-State SharePoint Professionals Users Group that's in northern Kentucky. Adam has been working with Microsoft SharePoint SharePoint Server since 2007. Is that when it was first released? Uh, no, it was actually released way back in 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, started to get a little bit more popular around 2003 and on into 2007. Okay, and he's intimately familiar with SharePoint 2010 and 2013. Uh, has multiple clients uh, in the Heartland District for over five years. What's the Heartland District mean? Uh, really kind of focusing on Cincinnati, Dayton, Columbus, Indianapolis. Oh, you go as far as Dayton and uh, Columbus and, and Indy. Absolutely, yes. So we have clients uh, revolving around the Cincinnati area. Uh, we primarily stick with what that Heartland District would be consuming of, northern Kentucky, uh, closer to eastern Indiana, as well as up north in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, he's worked as a full-time SharePoint uh, administrator, educator, and a lead for one of the 10 largest SharePoint installations in the eastern United States. I guess you don't want to use the name. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure that okay, they would no. mind at this point. But, okay. Uh, I, I used to work full-time at Cardinal Health in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Uh, so that's where um started to get focused on SharePoint as a tool mm-hmm. and being a full-time employee to really start to understand the business value of SharePoint and not just the technology background. So you started as a SharePoint guy in 2007? I actually started in consulting mm-hmm. back in around 2007. What I then moved my way into looking at the technical side of SharePoint mm-hmm. into the administration and business development at Cardinal Health as an organization. Good. Uh, you work closely with clients to help them gather the requirements and you make recommendations about how to build business solutions with SharePoint based on their needs. Absolutely. Uh, Adam is passionate about uh, enhancing user experiences by utilizing the rich features that SharePoint provides out of the box. He's an avid advocator and educator of SharePoint technologies and has taught and trained over 2,000 business users throughout his career. That's a lot of people. That's correct, yes. I was lucky enough to have my own webcasts for a company that had over 30,000 employees. So during those webcasts that we actually performed four times a week, I was able to reach out and talk to a lot of the business users specifically and provide solutions, recommendations, and training associated with utilizing SharePoint as a tool within their company. Good. Before we delve more into SharePoint, Adam, why don't you tell us more about uh, PCMS uh, data fit because maybe some of our users haven't heard of you. Absolutely, yeah. So PCMS data fit as a company has two different divisions. Our parent company is over in the UK. Uh, we focus a lot on the point of sale system that we sell. So um, that is actually the retail side of our business. The business, the side of the business that I am currently on is the ITAG side, which is the information, the trusted advisor group. What we really focus on there is the consulting aspect of technology. We do focus on the Microsoft stack. So what include what is included with the Microsoft stack would be unified communications, system center, system management, of course, portals and collaboration, which translates into SharePoint, infrastructure, managed services and staffing, as well as licensing. Wow. So we have a rule here at Sandler that we don't like to use buzzwords that other people might not understand because it kind of blows them up. 
Ah, I so like let, it. I so, like so it. let's go back over that list because I'm sure we uh, we went faster than some people understood what we were talking Not about. Not a problem, and uh, I'd be more than happy to. Unified communications, which equals instant messaging within a corporation. Um, a lot of new organizations are using a product called Link mm-hmm. to communicate. Now, Link is a Microsoft server product. Absolutely. And, and what does that do exactly? It's an instant messenger tool slash phone call-in WebEx type of a tool that allows you to communicate within an organization. So that would pop up a message on my computer screen or on my phone or both? Uh, Essentially, you can do both. You can have a message pop up on your computer screen. You can have a message pop up on your phone. You can even call somebody. You can share your screen. You can display a presentation. Or you can use webcams to talk during a conference call as well. Hmm. So that's a pretty powerful uh, piece of software. That, That sits on its own server? It sits on its own server. Video conferencing was the word that I was searching for mm-hmm. uh, that really will kind of hit home, and in, including the instant messenger piece. Tell us a little bit more about the video conferencing. How many uh, screens can a presenter see two-way at a time? One, two, uh, Skype is famous for one-way, two, one two-way sure. conversation. There is an extension to Skype or Uvu that you can use. You can get six or maybe ten two ways. How many conversations can links do? You could have um, multiple conversations. I'm not sure what the maximum amount would be. Mm-hmm. There is another tool called the Roundtable, which is something that is a Microsoft product. It's actually something that just literally sits in the middle of a table, mm-hmm. and it identifies who is speaking at what point in time. So as you are potentially using Link as a client to have a conversation, it will start to pan around the room, and whoever is talking at the time will be able to be focused on by this camera, therefore allowing multiple people to talk and view the screen from many different computers throughout the Internet. Okay. Not exact. That, that's good information. Not but exactly I, what you were going for? I, I, I was assuming that we go point to point uh, from you to me and from you to Joe, from you to Charlie, from you to Sandy. Sure. How many of those remote people can you see on the screen at the same time? Lots is the answer. Lots of them, yes. So what you actually get with Link is you get to see every person that is called into that particular meeting. We can send meeting invites through Link as well, where you can uh, have that automate through a calendar invite through Outlook. And when you're dialing in people, I'm not, again, sure what the total maximum amount of people is, but I've seen up to 50 people on one call uh, communicating all at the same time. And that's uh, audio. Was that uh, audio only or audio and video? That's audio and video. Wow, up to fifty. Sure, that's a good product. Then. It's not bad. Yeah, it's really catching a lot of uh, interest recently. I, I haven't seen a lot of people using it yet. When did that one come out? It has kind of been upgraded from something that was previously called Communicator, mm-hmm. and had then morphed into something called Link. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, I don't know the exact dates associated with the Link product. Mm-hmm. Is that the uh, extension of what they had as a phone system, a voice over IP phone system? That's correct. Okay, good. And the next product you said was? The next product that we have is something called System Center. And that's something that a lot of people won't understand. I'm pretty sure not because this one is a really new product. It is, again, from Microsoft, of course. Mm-hmm. What that allows people to do is manage software across an entire company from a localized location, for example. So in other words, if I have an office in 30, 30 cities, I can have one one guy in Baltimore controlling the software that's on each one of those cities' servers and computers? That's correct. Hmm. That's convenient. It is very convenient. It also allows you to request certain pieces of software. So... Let's say, for example, you did not have Visio installed with your office mm-hmm. suite, and that was a product that you needed. You can actually make a direct uh, request for that piece of software, can go through an approval process, and then can be actually administered from a single location. The single location, and that single location handles the licensing, so the licensing doesn't get out of control? That's correct. Oh, that's pretty cool. Was there another product that you mentioned? Uh, SharePoint, of course. Which okay. is what I'm here to talk about today. And we're going to go into SharePoint in, in, in full detail after the commercial That's break. Correct. Adam, you've agreed to take calls. Uh, so if you have a, a question about SharePoint, 
or maybe even some of the other products that we've mentioned, uh, the, the number is 646-595-4916. We'll be able to take your calls during the commercial breaks. Uh, now, just so people have a, a big picture, what is SharePoint? That is the million-dollar question, Mike. It's almost better to talk about what SharePoint is not. Hmm. The reason why I say that is because SharePoint is a lot of things to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's a very overwhelming product. Um, oftentimes, when somebody is researching or looking into SharePoint as a solution, they'll come to find that it will just about do everything for them except make their breakfast in the morning. <laughs> so one of the things that I like to talk to my clients about is how to truly identify the functionalities of SharePoint that best work within your organization, trying to bite off smaller chunks rather than larger chunks because it's such a large product, and focusing on those smaller pieces and phases so that you can really drive user adoption within a company and push the product out and and have it being used for what it's really truly used. Good. So when we come back from, from the break, we're going to talk about some of these small piece incremental parts of the people that are implementing with SharePoint. Again, the number is 646-595-4916. And let's listen to a couple of commercials. Overwhelmed by Microsoft SharePoint? PCMS is one of the most experienced and largest IT firms in Cincinnati. PCMS can help eliminate the guesswork in SharePoint. PCMS SharePoint Managed Services is customized to the needs of your organization. Let PCMS consultants help achieve your business goals. For more information, please visit your trusted IT advisor at pcmsdatafit.com or call 866-587-PCMS. That's 866-587-PCMS. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth with Adam Salzman. Adam, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you after the show? Absolutely, Mike. A few different ways of being able to get a hold of me. Of course, you'll see my name on the blog today. You can reach me at adam.salzman at pcmsdatafit.com. You can also go to our website, pcms datafit.com to find out more information around our different practice areas as well as contact information to get a hold of us for any questions you may have. Good. So a client puts in uh, Microsoft SharePoint. What's typically the first area that they use it for? Typically, when looking at a SharePoint deployment, we start to think about SharePoint as a website. I have many customers where we just strictly don't say the word SharePoint. Let's talk about what it really is and what it's really used for. So mm-hmm. the basis is looking at it as an intranet portal, for example. At the heart of SharePoint, you have collaboration. So that's just one of the pieces of functionality associated with the Microsoft SharePoint tool as a whole. When people are getting started, they usually have a need for document management and collaboration of some sort. That all needs to be housed in one centralized location, such as a website or a portal associated with your company. So we'll typically start with a conversation around building out the site and navigation associated with driving that collaboration, and then talking about some objectives associated with getting information into the tool and providing value around that information. A common example that I'll use a lot when talking to customers is, let me guess, do you have file shares with lots of folders and uh, not a really true way to find the single source of the truth of a document, You have multiple versions of a document located in multiple places. These are the types of uh, problems that we're trying to solve when utilizing SharePoint as a tool. Mm -hmm. So a a letter that's going to be written by a salesperson, reviewed by his sales manager, 
then pass through legal and then the compliance department. How would something like that work? Uh, yeah, that's a great question, and that's a lot of different pieces of functionality you just talked about right there. So if we were to kind of start with the initial creation of the document mm-hmm. or upload, for that matter, we're actually getting that document out to a centralized location where everyone can now collaborate on that document in the initial phase. So during that initial phase, you're going to have one place to go to find the document, collaborate on editing it. It will then save your versions. Uh, You can even have minor versions that aren't a published version until everyone works to a point where it's ready for that approval process. The second piece of functionality outside of the website and the document manage piece, I guess that's the third, I should say, is the workflow piece of SharePoint. So you mentioned approval process. Mm -hmm. We can actually create an automatic approval process associated with that document once it hits a certain status or a certain level. Maybe it's being published for the first time, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What that workflow can do is it can then automate an email to the approvers or the approver for them to manually go in, uh, review the the document that may have been written, Mm And if they approve it, something else may happen or it may get rejected. And we may ask the original publishers or creators to make some changes before it goes through the approval process again. Let's say the approval wants to change a word here or there. Right. So you have the ability to create comments associated with the approval process Mm -hmm. and ask for additional feedback or changes to that document before it goes then through another round of approval by that same person to make sure that they didn't miss anything and the corrections were appropriately made. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about a legal document, after that document is collaborated on, the approval process is ran, we then mean, might need to move that document to a different location for security reasons. So we may want to allow somebody to work on a legal document, mm-hmm. but after it gets approved and submitted, we don't want them to go back in, make changes, edit, It needs to go to a legal site, maybe, for example. That's another piece of functionality where we can actually pick up that document, move it to a separate location. And and when you say pick it up, you're picking up the complete history of that document? Absolutely. So you're picking up the document as a whole, the history associated with it, the information that may have been tagged to that document as well. Mm -hmm. Let's say, for example, we do want to take it to a legal site, and that legal site is really focused on records management. Mm Mm-hmm. That's another piece of functionality associated with SharePoint where we can then assign a document as a record or put a hold on it. So a hold in a legal sense may be for something that you need to make sure is not touched for a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. Or you may need to actually declare it as a record that needs to be stored in a specific place because it's pertaining to a litigation that you have upcoming, for example. Mm Mm-hmm. The end piece of it is then something we call retention policies, which is essentially archival or the movement of a document after a certain period of time. So once we get the document created, the approval on that document, we move it over to over to the legal site. It's declared as a record for, let's say, three or four years, whatever your company policy is. Mm-hmm. We can then make another decision as far as archiving that document to uh, some other location potentially. Maybe it is a file share that you're backing up separately. Maybe it is another location within your website itself. So you can see there's a lot of different pieces of functionality that we're actually talking about that SharePoint provides to the user when we're moving through the scenario that you presented. So it's not exactly simple, or or is it as complex as you need it to be? I like to say that it is simple. Mm -hmm. The, The complicated part is understanding the configuration. Where That's where I come in. So we have the ability to come in, take a current business process problem issue, translate that into a solution with SharePoint, and then after it gets set up and configured, you you then have the ability to run through that process over and over and over again. Most times people are are buying uh, because a product or or a service has a, a good ROI. Absolutely. How are you measuring ROI with something like SharePoint? That's a good question, and it's a a question that comes up a lot, especially when we're talking to IT folks who need to take that up the chain to -hmm. really say, SharePoint is the tool we need. We're not telling you that you're going to get immediate return on investment dollars-wise, but it's more return on investment associated with user experience, productivity, and communication. So you're by creating a happier user, Mm -hmm. somebody that has the ability to automate particular business processes, find the information they need quicker, faster, easier, 
The ROI then comes in because you're saving time. You're eventually saving money. And you're centralizing information. You're keeping your employees happy, therefore allowing for people to work harder. Okay. Uh, now, SharePoint's been around for a lot of years. Uh, your company, PCMS Data, has been around for a lot of years. Uh, what do you believe is the unique marketing advantage that you guys bring to the marketplace? Great why, question. Why should they come to you for their SharePoint implementation? That's something that I focus on a lot within my practice itself. What we really focus on is building relationships with our clients. So we typically deal with the small to, to mid-sized companies. Mm -hmm. That gives us the ability to really create a close relationship with the people within those companies. We also differentiate ourselves by focusing on solving business problems. We have people on our staff that have business backgrounds as well as technology backgrounds. It's very important to be able to communicate a business idea through technology in the words that actually make sense to people instead of using some of those keywords that I started talking off with at the mm -hmm. beginning. So we really pride ourselves in taking a look at a business problem, defining that solution, and working with different business departments in order to enhance their experience with SharePoint as well as automate those business processes that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we're going to be taking questions during the commercial break. Uh, if you want to call in, you can do so in 646-595-4916. Adam, could you tell me about how you go to market? How do you find new prospects for SharePoint? Finding new prospects is... Where do they find you? They find us a lot of times. As you mentioned earlier in the show, I am a co-organizer of the Tri-State SharePoint Professionals User Group. Mm -hmm. So we have a presence there. Uh, we also have a presence by marketing different SharePoint-related events. Recently, there was an event called SharePoint Cincy uh, at the Met Center in Northern Kentucky. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty large event. We had a lot of people show up. I spoke at that event. We also have local user groups. So there's also the Cincinnati SharePoint User Group up in Mason, Ohio, mm -hmm. um, that allows people like me to come in from different companies. We can sponsor the event. We can speak at the event. We can share our experiences. So by spreading the word, we're able to drive different prospects as well as the education piece of SharePoint. So doing things like working with you on the show today to help people understand the value of SharePoint, what it can really be utilized for, and how that can better um, save time during their workday. How many companies do you think use SharePoint here in the Cincinnati date marketplace? Round numbers. Round numbers, I would say there has to be... 300-plus companies that I'm 100% sure of that utilize SharePoint in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Now, not all companies utilize every piece of functionality in SharePoint. That's kind of why I hesitate to talk about every piece of functionality up front. So what percentage of the people you think are underutilizing the SharePoint that they have installed? I think there's probably 90 to 95% of people, companies out there, that are under underutilizing the functionalities of SharePoint right now. Well, that's like not using Word for grammar checking because you don't know it was there. Exactly. Instead, just using it for spell checker. Exactly, exactly. Wow, that's interesting. Ninety-five percent don't use it to use its full. the full to the full extent. Mm -hmm. Now, SharePoint actually has to sit on its own server, or can it sit on uh, a virtual server in a, a phantom a phantom box? It can live on a virtual server. We see that more and more these days. The only time I actually see a uh, physical server in the mix with a SharePoint deployment mm -hmm. is associated with SQL Server, which is the database that is sits behind SharePoint and stores all the information. Okay, so SharePoint itself runs on runs SQL data. SharePoint itself has information within the website that lives within a SQL database. Okay, so in your part of the practice, SharePoint, do you have any salespeople? Besides yourself? Absolutely. Yes. We have several salespeople. We have business development executives as mm -hmm. well as sales associates that assist with the selling and the marketing of SharePoint as a solution. Mm -hmm. What do you see as the uh, opportunities and possibilities in the marketplace? There are tremendous opportunities and possibilities in the marketplace right now. A lot of changes through the different versions of SharePoint. As we talked about earlier, mm -hmm. um, I'd say 90% to 95% of people aren't utilizing the full potential of SharePoint. Uh, I would even say, as a, a different statistic, that people are only using 10% of the functionality of SharePoint, if you wanted to look at it in a different way. Mm -hmm. I think the possibilities 
are going to allow people to utilize these different pieces of functionality to replace existing systems that they may have in order to centralize your data more effectively and more efficiently. So it sounds like you're in an education process. Absolutely, absolutely. Good. Let's take a uh, another short commercial break, and we'll be back after we hear uh, a couple of commercials. I wanted to tell everyone about our Tip Club network that's coming up next week on the 23rd of uh, May, 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Let's hear uh, Jimmy Fox talk about Tip Club. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. Are decisions about your business requiring endless hours pouring over spreadsheets? If so, let our PCMS SharePoint pros put your data to work for you. PCMS SharePoint professionals can help present and organize your information in a manner that suits your needs. For more information, please visit your trusted IT advisor at pcmsdatafit.com or call 866-587-PCMS. That's 866-587-PCMS. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Adam Salzman of PCMS DataFit. We do have a question from a caller, and I'm going to put him right on. Caller, why don't you ask Adam your question about SharePoint? Adam, I was kind of under the impression that SharePoint was a place where you could uh, replace your your local shared drives, store all your documents in SharePoint instead of on your shared drives, but I've heard that that may not be the case. Yeah, that's a great question, and it's a common question that we get a lot of the times. It is a place where you can store documents, but there's a certain level of architecture associated with your information that you need to keep in mind when you're trying to translate documents from a file share, for example, to a website. There are other pieces of functionality that revolve around the storage associated with documents within a SharePoint site, such as search such as the versioning that we talked about, such as workflow processes. There are also ways of utilizing business intelligence outside of the document storage uh, functionality of SharePoint, as well as the records management piece that we talked about and different ways of being able to display information both internally through your organization as well as externally to maybe potential clients that you might have or anybody else that you might want to share data with. Did that answer your question? It does, although it sounds more complicated than I thought. I think it's a typical scenario where when we start to talk about a lot of different pieces of functionality, it does begin to sound more complicated than it really is. That's why we like to take the approach of focusing on a a single solution and taking that solution to uh, a, a, a level that's easier for everyone else to understand. So, for example, if you're talking to me about taking files that you might have on a file share and translating that into SharePoint, 
we're not going to be focusing on the business intelligence, the records management. We may not even get into workflows, but what we will focus on is how can we properly store our documents in a way that makes it easier for people to find? How can we tag our documents with what we call metadata, Mm -hmm. which is essentially data about data, so that we can better utilize search and then root through those results or filter through those results appropriately in order to find the information quicker, faster, easier? We had an incident here where a newsletter was prepared, uh, edited, reviewed, and then sent out and later only to discover that some of the information in the newsletter was dead wrong. And the question came up here, who put that in? Sure. And everyone scratched in the head. wasn't me. (laughs) Would a SharePoint uh, document newsletter have been able to tell us who put that extra sentence in? Absolutely. So I mentioned metadata or the data about data. One of the pieces of built-in metadata that comes with SharePoint as a website is the ability to tag and track exactly who created the document, who modified the document, and then the date and time it was created and the date and time that it was actually modified. Utilizing the version history of a document as well, you'd be able to go back and look at all the previous versions of that document as it was being worked on to identify who made the change, when they made that change, and uh, how far they actually went with those different changes. Good, good. Uh, Cora, I hope that answered your question. Has it? Uh, very much so, but it also tells me that I need to maybe do some more research. Mm-hmm. Thanks well, for your help. You, you may need to uh, bring in an expert like uh, like Adam to help you figure out what the process is that you need to use. Simplicity, Simplicity is key. And just to reassure everyone listening, uh, there are simple solutions associated with SharePoint as a tool. There are ways to educate users to be able to handle and perform these different types of actions. As a Microsoft tool, it is also and has been associated with the Office product. So you're going to get a similar look and feel as you would with the Office ribbon that you're used to seeing through Word or Excel, for example. You also get integration associated with those Office products. So it integrates directly with Outlook. uh, It integrates directly with Word. It integrates with Excel, with PowerPoint a lot of different pieces of Microsoft functionality. Good. Thanks a lot. Uh, let's uh, deal, deal with this question. What is the uh, – do you come up with a long-term strategy for a company when they're implementing SharePoint? Because it kind of sounds like from the complexity of the product, the things that it can do, uh, it's like walking into the ocean from the beach. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a little bit of the time. Right. And that is exactly how we approach every project, every implementation. Really looking at that phased approach and being able to create a roadmap with our customers, our clients, Mm -hmm. to allow them to understand the different ways that they can utilize SharePoint as a tool for years to come. Um, I don't want to put out the perception that it takes years to implement a full SharePoint solution. However, it is good from a user adoption perspective to stagger those different pieces of functionality, to continually provide different updates, upgrades, additional process improvements associated with your business. So it sounds like you're going to be with the company for a long period of time uh, once you start this because you're going to be adding more to it in, in different functionality. Actually, we really focus on the opposite. So we're there for support. Mm-hmm. But what we want to do is we want to create Uh, a way for the customer to be self-sufficient. So we really focus on how can we add a mentoring piece, for example, into all of our projects so that we're educating the customer on how to use the tool, on what the different options, the abilities, and functionalities are for the tool so they can be self-sufficient. Where we want to be able to come in and help later down the line Mm -hmm. is when there's a specific solution that they need to build, but they're not exactly sure the best way, they can contact us to come in and consult with them around best practices, performing recommendations, and even potential build-outs for maybe items that may be a little bit too complicated for some of our customers to achieve with the basics that they learn when using SharePoint. Is there a a SharePoint application that that sits in the cloud like Office 365? Yes, there is. So Office Office 365 includes SharePoint Online, Mm -hmm. which is a cloud version of SharePoint. 
you get a lot of the same piece of functionality. Now, keep in mind, it is in, in the cloud, which means that, that it does require an Internet connection for you to access it. Mm-hmm. But it also opens you up to be able to access that information from anywhere, from any device, from anywhere that has Internet connectivity. So I could get it from my smartphone. I could get it on my tablet. I could get it on my Windows 8 PC. Absolutely. Because it's up in the cloud, and Microsoft handles all of the hardware upgrades or the weekly software upgrades. That's right. Now, not to say that the on-premise version can't still offer the same functionality of being able to access that information via a tablet or a mobile device. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh do you see any obstacles people have in implementing a SharePoint implementation in their companies? Absolutely, and I think we brought obstacles up today during some of our conversations. Um, one of the biggest obstacles is thinking that SharePoint can do everything for you when it really can't, or it maybe not, maybe should not do everything for you. So being able to define the right solution for the objective that you're trying to complete is certainly a consideration and sometimes an opt- obstacle when considering SharePoint as a tool. Another obstacle, of course, is user adoption. User adoption is something associated with every company. Mm-hmm. Uh, change is not always a good thing in the minds of the workers who are used to having a, a habitual way of doing their job on a day-to-day basis. Sure, so we send out a copy of Who Moved My Cheese first. <laughs> right, right, right. So it's really trying to educate the users on how can they truly utilize and where is the benefit for them in their day-to-day job. So we can we can talk about a lot of different pieces of functionality, but what we like to do is talk specifically to the users to identify those certain pain points so that we can provide that solution and drive a usable, easy experience for the users. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the average learning curve for users on, on SharePoint? How much training do they need? I have done training in the past. Mm-hmm. And typically during training sessions, because there are so many different pieces of functionality, really like to try to scale it back. Mm-hmm. The reason why we scale it back is the obvious. Um, everything t- sounds too complicated. When we start to talk about all the different features and functionalities, that's way too much for for me to understand all at once. However, an end-user course can be completed in a matter of two sessions. So being able to teach the basics of... each each session would be how long, Adam? Each session would typically be an hour long. So Mm -hmm. I would like to say and have done this in the past where in about two hours, I can give an end-user the basic steps for completing certain basic tasks within SharePoint. So are those things available after the fact? When you install it and you're bringing up a new application with SharePoint, we hire somebody new in the department three months later. How do they get the training? That's a good question. So the idea is that you can even utilize SharePoint as a website to house your training information and material. So when you're going through your onboarding process, the first thing that you may want to do is send your new employee to the training site within SharePoint to review the information, potentially watch a video directly from the website associated with simple training on the basic tools to get you started with using SharePoint as a collaboration tool. Uh, Can I go one step further and take uh, a quiz or a a poll so we understand how well the comprehension was of this new employee? Absolutely. I've even seen and had companies request uh, people fill out a particular survey or a quiz in order for them to pass through and be able to have the right access and the appropriate information to actually work within a SharePoint site. So that is something that can actually also be built within SharePoint. Good. We're going to take another commercial break, and we'll be back in about two minutes. Company owners and sales managers, are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. Overwhelmed by Microsoft SharePoint? PCMS is one of the most experienced and largest IT firms in Cincinnati. PCMS can help eliminate the guesswork in SharePoint. PCMS SharePoint Managed Services is customized to the needs of your organization. Let PCMS consultants help achieve your business goals. For more information, please visit your trusted IT advisor at pcmsdatafit.com or call 866 866- 587-PCMS. That's 866-587-PCMS. This is Mike Roth. 
Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are you hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Adam Salzman of PCMS DataFit. Adam, I like to ask this question for people. We have a theory of operation here that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you're going to solve a complex problem, you got to have a complex solution. Now, this seems to be a setup with SharePoint. <laughs> but uh, perhaps you could share with our listeners a complex problem that you've solved with a complex solution that might be applicable to other other businesses. Absolutely. And I think maybe going back to the caller's question to talk a little bit more and put them at ease around, is, compl- is SharePoint really as complicated as sometimes it's set out to be. Mm-hmm. So I'll use the example of the caller to paint a picture of a project and a solution that we've built out for some of our customers. The caller mentioned that there are a lot of documents that get stored in a file share. There's this uh, perception that we can utilize SharePoint as a tool to house those documents. Where's the business benefit for that? Why is that complex? And how do we get to a solution that really simplifies and not overly complicates you know, the entire process in the end. So what we've been able to do is go out and talk to a lot of our customers where we first take a look at their documents. How are you storing things? How long have you stored things? Uh, and really looking at the entire life cycle of a document. This is something that is truly complicated. How long do you want to keep things? Nobody ever wants to keep everything forever, but they tend to. The reason why they keep everything forever is because they don't know when they're either A, going to need that information at a later date, or they just simply don't know where things are in order to start getting rid of them. That creates stale content. Um, it creates a sense of false security. So I'll give you, for example, the particular client that I'm thinking about during this scenario had stored documents for the past 17 years. Taking up storage space, mm-hmm. when, he, I, when I asked the client if he needed to have all of those documents, he said, absolutely not. We just don't know what to do because we don't know where things are to identify how we should get rid of old information. Right. The solution is to take some, not all, of those documents and put them into SharePoint. The reason why I say some and not all is SharePoint really should not be looked at as a dumping ground for all of your information and documents. It's really not what it's there for. What you're getting with SharePoint as an application or a tool to manage those documents are different pieces of functionality that surround that and really adhere to the life cycle of a document. So the ability to create a document based off of a template directly within SharePoint, Mm -hmm. the ability to collaborate, of course, with multiple people on that particular document. And it may or may not be important to collaborate. It may or may not be. They may need to just store it there for some other reason, such as uh, a a legal reason. Well, I'm thinking in in our case, we have Sandler handouts that we use in class. Absolutely. Right. And over time, some of them have absolutely remained the same. Sure, sure. Others we have found flaws in and, and improved. Others we didn't find any flaws in, but we added to. Uh, and those have a value forever. I, I think the other thing that really hits home is single source of the truth. Everything within SharePoint eventually ends up being a link. And when I keep talking about the single source of the truth, the idea is that with your handouts, for example, mm-hmm. I can store five handouts in one location, mm-hmm. but I can put a link to that handout in 500 locations. Now, when I need to go back and make a change or an edit to that handout potentially, mm-hmm. two years from now, three years from now, when I make that change in the centralized location, it's gonna be, the change is going to be accessible in all 500 different places that you may potentially be adding that link. I know we always have the problem finding uh, 
for our classes, our opening exercise that's germane to the class that's going to go on, the handouts in the class, um, and then on the back side, uh, the lessons learned sheets for the people who were there. And currently, we're, we're just linking them through our CRM. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, on the other side of the coin, and I hate to admit this, but we probably have PageMaker documents going back to 1992. Sure. And we no longer run PageMaker. We probably quit PageMaker by 2000. Uh, but there might be some reason we have to go back to a calendar from uh, May of 1993. I guess we could reinstall PageMaker. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so many things have changed. But it, it, it has a calendar going back that far has exceptionally limited value and probably based on the file type should have been purged years ago. And that's something that can be accomplished. The other thing that I like to talk about a lot is how people work day-to-day in their emails. So typically, when you're utilizing a file share in emails, when you're sending a document from person to person, you're going to that file share, you're going to a location on your computer, you're attaching the document, you're sending it. They may make a change or they may do something to that document, then they send it back to you. You need to make sure you're putting it back in the right place. Or maybe in your case, you have handouts that you want to, you don't want to just provide to the entire world because mm-hmm. it's specific to you. To your, or it's specific to, your to courses, a particular client. To, or to a client, right. Um, you may have that on your file share here internally. Mm-hmm. Are you going to give the client access to your file share internally? Of course not. So what we can do with SharePoint is define security elements so that we can prevent certain people from accessing documents that we don't want them to. We can also extend that website out to our external customers to allow them to, at any point in time, come back and grab those handouts if they need to from home, from a mobile device, from a tablet. So I said, uh, Adam, you wanted to take a look at our Attitude Behavior Journal cookbook forms, and you were a client. I could grant you external access to my private file store to get those documents only. To get those documents only. So you have the ability to, and it's a point-and-click, type of a solution to set security and actually allow external access to other users. Uh, we don't even need to allow them to authenticate directly through your Active Directory, for example, which is essentially where everyone's information is being mm-hmm. stored for a company. Mm-hmm. We can create accounts for external users separately in a database and allow them to access our site via that particular database just so that we don't have any security concerns around adding a an external user to our internal directory of users. Yeah, that we would seem to be that a, separate, uh, right? a security violation of some kind. Absolutely. Uh, it happens more times than not, though, believe mm-hmm. it or not. So how many people do you lead in the SharePoint practice? We have four people in the SharePoint practice, full-time, employed by PCMS. We all have different skill sets mm-hmm. that really focus on different areas of SharePoint. We've talked a lot about how SharePoint can do many of the different things. So we have people who are very business-focused and have the ability to understand, perform discoveries, to find solutions. We have people that have the ability to install, configure SharePoint from the ground up. Mm-hmm. We have people on the team that are focused on business intelligence. So you work with people who are uh, both installing SharePoint on their own local server as well as those who want to work in the cloud? Absolutely. So you work on both types. So we work at, we work we're working both arenas associated with SharePoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps you could give our listeners a, a short leadership tip. Absolutely, I think communication is key. And even with talking about SharePoint today, it's really important within an organization and as a leader to communicate your ideas, your directions, your strategies, in order to not only keep everybody on the same page but allow for feedback. And that's where the collaboration piece comes into the communication. And I think that that is something, ironically, that you asked me that question, that SharePoint really facilitates. It facilitates the ability to communicate across a wide range of people. I now have the ability to share information across 30 different locations across the United States. I can share information about me and my skills, potentially, that may be of value to another location. Uh, that I'm not intimately working with. Now, we've talked about Word documents or Excel spreadsheets. Right. Can you use uh, SharePoint to archive or library audio files? 
You can store audio files, video files. There's a digital asset management piece of SharePoint. And so I, would SharePoint tell me who has actually listened to this 30-second uh, audio file that I wanted all of my salespeople to listen to? We can absolutely run reports associated with who's accessing it, maybe what are the most frequent audio files that are being listened to. Mm -hmm. We can then surface those to the top. We can allow people to rate the audio files directly from the site itself. Mm -hmm. We can, of course, as we mentioned earlier, run a, a process around an audio file, for example. There is a limitation, though, associated with file size within SharePoint. Typically, best practice is to not allow files that are not that are over 50 megabytes in size to be stored within the SharePoint site. Okay, so a 50 megabyte MP3 would be roughly two hours in duration. Right. I was I was more like thinking of uh, files. Absolutely. Adam, we're running out of time, and I do want to thank you for being here with us on the show today. So I'm going to give you a copy of Sandler's first publicly published book. Uh, you can't teach a kid to ride a bike at a seminar. Fantastic. It's a great book. The first uh, 15 chapters are real easy to read. Chapter 16 is much more difficult. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I always recommend to Sandler clients read Chapter 2 before you read Chapter 1 because that's the way Sandler actually put it. The ghostwriter inverted the chapters. Gotcha. <laughs> but it's a great book. It tells you a little bit about what we do here at Sandler. Uh, you're invited to come as a, our guest to any class on the training calendar, which I've included, and I've included in there a million dollars because we always help our clients make a, an extra million dollars. Look at that. And if everybody could see this, he really did give me a million-dollar bill. Okay. Thanks again for being with us, Adam. And, Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.